Welcome to Here Come the Sequels, a full spoiler podcast where we take a look at popular film franchises one movie at a time. I'm Tyler. And I'm hanging on like a spider monkey. What romance? I mean, I'm Alex. And this week, we are taking a look at Twilight. Correct. A Twilight story. <laughs> Um, yeah, so we've started Twilight. Um, yeah. Terrible decision all around, but we'll get into <laughs> it. <laughs> Look, in case you've missed uh, the last, I don't know, 20 episodes of the podcast, uh, you, you know, we're, we've gone to a weird place. That's true. I think James Bond was slowly driving us insane, so Twilight's just... Yes. We're, we're in the grave, we're just digging it deeper. Correct. Um, like like a undead person, perhaps? Tyler, would you care to give <laughs> the folks at home an update as to what's going on, specifically with our, our dear, beloved YouTube channel? <laughs> oh, we could, I figured we could address it address it later. But yes, um, the, the YouTube channel, which is very important to us, it had maybe four subscribers. I don't know. It probably had more Seven? Oh, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry for our loss. Um, it, 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 yes, uh, YouTube decided we were spam. They, they shut us down, put the clamps, uh, on the doors, said, go home, you're drunk. And we said, well, can we, can we maybe understand why you did this to us? And they were like, "Mm, no. Um, so I'm assuming they're using our channel for some sort of, uh, construction relocation, perhaps. I don't, I don't know if maybe they're, they're kicking us out, uh, for, I don't know, a Walmart or something. Uh, to, to come into the, the outlet, uh, but the point is that you know they need they need more ads for Fortnite. I don't know. Uh, the point is that we are uh, we are not able to able to upload videos to YouTube anymore. So that's yes, that's something. unless um, we created another channel, and I have no interest in doing that. Well, because... and also they 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 they're pretty. They they got them spam filters running like a. Machines in Zion, if you will. Uh, oh my god, this is terrible. <laughs> basically, uh, all of the videos were just our audio from yes. the podcast oh, no, with really like a, an image of the movie with, <laughs> we with did, our, our logo. We did literally nothing else with the uh, with the channel, so that was exciting. Uh, yeah, that was a good. That was a good weekend. So yeah, um, if you, if you try looking us up on YouTube, uh, we're not there anymore. <laughs> So uh, uh, we will we will of course uh, instead have to now take our talents to Daily Motion, which is <laughs> after all uh, the superior uh, video hosting platform. So I was afraid you were going to say now we'll be going to Pornhub. <laughs> sure, sure. I'm not ruling it out. I'm not ruling it out. But <laughs> anyways, <laughs> we just thought we should let everyone know in case you cared. Mm-hmm. Mildly frustrating, but you know life goes on, and <laughs> the YouTube copyright system is terrible. Yeah, accurate. The algorithm yeah, is all knowing, yeah. and at the same time, it knows nothing. Jon Snow. Anyways, Twilight, directed by Catherine Hardwick from 2008, it has a 49% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes and a 72% audience score. Sure. Now, Tyler, the poor soul. Mm-hmm has been attempting to read the first Twilight book in preparation for this to it's, compare alongside the movie. 
I have it, not because I'm maybe... not willing to subject myself to that kind of torture. So Tyler, start somewhere. It's maybe not a great omen that I have not actually finished the book prior to <laughs> the first the first episode. <laughs> Um, the first, the first book. I'm not. I have. I have just moments before we began recording. I was able to to get to the epilogue. So I, I just have to read the epilogue. From what I can tell, it's about the same as the last scene in the movie. I don't really know, but uh, yeah. Um, th- we'll have a lot to unpack, and I don't really know where we're gonna start with this. Um, but I figure we'll 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 do our best and worst things as as per usual, and then we'll kind of roll roll off from there um my I, my my best thing about this movie uh <laughs> <laughs> look it's not great um no, it's After not. But I didn't, and I didn't hate it either, which sure, I found bef- strange. Before we we carry too farther, too much farther into this, I should mention that I do think generally the book is much better. That uh, I'm I'm not loving the book, as I said, I have I have not finished it, but I think it is. I, I think the adaptation is uh, for the worse, uh, and I think. I mean, I'll go ahead and, and I guess put this as my worst thing, and then I'll I'll put a pin in my best thing. Um, my worst thing is definitely the fact that this does the exact same thing that the first two Harry Potter movies do of literally just skimming plot points and that's about it. Um, there, there's some changes uh, and I think I feel like for the large part there they aren't good changes necessarily. Um, there are a few. But they it really just strips out a lot of the stuff that makes the book interesting in the first place. Um Clearly, we are not the target audience for the movie, and I am not the target audience for the book. Um, you are the target target audience for the book. I don't know how we didn't get you to, to read it. Um, yeah, I know. But there's actually a, <laughs> so weird. There's actually a dedication to you, which is which is strange. Um, I, it's I, it made it me very out, uncomfortable. Turns out, Stephanie Meyer is a huge fan of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was. Even though was, the timeline for all of this doesn't work uh, in the slightest. You know, we have whatever time travel mechanism they're going to use in Avengers Endgame. Um, because they're probably going to do time travel. Uh, I'm going to make a goal to reference Avengers Endgame in every podcast that until it comes out, which I think is just going to be the Twilight series. <laughs> uh, because I need to. Um, it's, it's, my, it's my outlet. I should then match you with uh, Zack Snyder's uh, <laughs> comments on anything... Yes. For, until that game comes out, that's accurate. Um, I'm so far down the freaking road, Tyler. <laughs> you don't understand the Martha Martha Road. Uh, the Martha Road. Excuse me. Um, if I gotta get my nomenclature correct. <laughs> my uh, yeah, my my worst thing, like I was saying, is just the fact that this really does feel like a disconnected series of events that they kind of plug and play yep um, and then kind of hope the the style and the actors can kind of uh, well they're they're counting on the target audience having read the book so they're gonna know what's going on which Um, is arguably what they did for the first two harry potter movies but Um, harry potter's more accessible and yes as a child you're not noticing that this this is made specifically for like 
preteen girls and then middle-aged moms, I guess. Sure, sure. Accurate. I don't know. Um, this is... Even more so than the first two Harry Potter movies, this is made for people that have read the books, and it's just yes. like, okay, you guys know what's going to happen. Yes. Like, uh, I think we, my... can, we can show a weird flashback before you know we actually learn that <laughs> that Edward and his family are vampires, where they're they're yes. actually alive in like pre-colonial times, and it doesn't make a lick of sense. Yes, that is um, a strange. In terms threat. of pacing and discovering new information. Yes. Um. Also, it's just laughable. It just looks goofy. Sure, sure. Goofy's a good way to describe it. Um, My best thing, I think, is actually going to be the fact that this movie... It has... (laughs) It's going to be a weird way to put this. Um, I feel like this movie... It didn't suck as much as I expected it to. No, I was going to say, it has artistic merit in the fact that it is trying to hit a style. It's it's trying to, there. It's I mean it's 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 the 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 Michael Bay thing. Um, yeah. The, I mean the Zack Snyder thing. To, in all seriousness, like it has. There's a very specific tone, um, cinematography level. Um, I'm sorry. I'm I'm just imagining Stephanie Meyer with Zack Snyder's monologue, <laughs> but she's she's talking about why the vampires glitter when they're in the sunlight. <laughs> Somebody asked me, why do the vampires sparkle when they're in the sunlight? And I'm like, are you Martha kidding me? I am so far down the Martha road. We're going we're gonna to have to map that out. We'll come back to that one. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> You're living in a... In a freaking fantasy world. <laughs> oh boy. Zach's oh. okay. Zack Snyder, the filmmaker, is not a hack. Zack right. Snyder, the person, is a hack. Sure, sure. <laughs> um But I was gonna say the the actual the movie is trying to do something. It is it is someone clearly trying to express themselves through the act of filmmaking not just putting these characters on a script, shipping it off, filming it with a flat camera, kind of like the first two Harry Potter movies. Um, and then just sort of, like, like it. I mean, I think it has more, they're, they're trying to do more than they did with the first two Harry Potter movies. That's, that's probably the best of, thing I can say for it. There's a lot of Dutch angles. Sure, a sure. A lot of Dutch angles. Quite a few, some of which are arguably confusing and immersion-breaking. Well, it's, <laughs> it's funny, because I was thinking about it, and... The Dutch angles actually kind of make sense on sure. a sort of thematic level, because mm-hmm. the whole idea with Bella as a character is that she's she's like uncoordinated and she's very clumsy yes. and she's always off kilter and she doesn't ever quite a hundred percent understand what's happening. Sure. So the Dutch yep. angles yep. kind of feed into that, at least you know on, on on a subconscious level. This is fair. Maybe I put more thought into it than the filmmakers. I don't know. <laughs> no, I, I I think it's fair to to. Um, I think it's, it's, there, it's there fair to say. There did seem to be some actual thought into how the movie was presented. Yes, I like how the movie looks. Um, some dodgy editing, which I'll, yes. I'll get into, but I think overall some, I like the look of the film. Some some dodgy effects. 
Although uh, this movie was made for cheap, so I'm not going to yes, criticize it too much for that. I mean, this this is the movie that inspired The Amazing Spider-Man before they decided, oh, hey, what if we took that romance that was going to be the, whole, the, the heart of Amazing Spider-Man and then, like, put that to, like, one side, one little subplot of the movie and then just made, like... <laughs> it's not a subplot, but... That's a, that's a whole nother story. Mark Webb should have directed this movie. That's all I'm saying. Well, the, I would say because I mean, like there's a there's a pretty big <clears throat> controversy about the fact, and I think I think some people are confused about how how it went down as well. Um, but the director was it Catherine Hardwick? Is that is that Correct. right? Um, she because she stepped down. Like she just she was like basically they wanted to put to pump this movie out so fast or pump this series out so fast. <clears throat> um, in order to one a year until it's over, right? Yeah, I think I, something like that. That sounds yeah. right. Um, they wanted to to really ju- just like turn them out, and she was like, "I don't want to immediately turn around and throw myself at this this next this sequel or whatever." And so she just stepped down. And she was like, "I don't, I don't want like I did my thing. I'm not gonna you know freak out and do the next one." That's and then integrity. <clears throat> yeah. <coughs> um, I'm dying. <coughs> I got bit by a vampire. <clears throat> just as Very long painful. as it's not Nicolas Cage thinking he's a vampire. It was Nicolas Cage thinking he's a vampire. You're, you're totally uh-huh. right. I, I'm mistaken. Um, oh. They... So she stepped down, and then all the all the subsequent um, directors, to my understanding, were male. And so that's Correct. something that people have, have kind of been like, what? what? <laughs> like, like you, you made a pretty successful movie with that first one. It's clearly supposed to be kind of a female point of view. Yeah. Cool to have a female director. That's not. That's kind of an, a more uncommon thing in Hollywood. And then you turned around and, and handed the role off to, to male directors. And so it's kind of like there. There's some. And you can make the argument that the reason they got male directors was because there are more male directors who are. What's what's our terms? Our our, our usual term for that. They're, I'm forgetting. Uh, kind of your <clears throat> your your Brett Ratner's. Um, oh, our hack studio shills that'll just follow their direction. Yeah, I feel like there's a term we usually use for that, but I can't. I, it, it's not coming to my head, but it's that idea of, of like the <laughs> you can argue it's very much the the, the yes men that they're just kind of yeah uh, like oh, I'll just chuck those guys on there. So I'm concerned about how these other movies are going to turn out when we get to them. Um, but all things considered, this movie does have an, an actual style, kind of interesting. Um, doesn't always work, but it's a neat neat experiment at least. Um. I think my best thing is Kristen Stewart. Okay. I didn't see that coming. I like, always kind of got the feeling that the hate for her was overblown, and I definitely feel that way after watching well, at least this having, movie. Having seen other movies with her, she's not a very versatile actress. Like, mm-hmm. she pretty much plays the same awkward, slightly antisocial person in every single movie I've seen her in. Right. Um... She's one of those actors that has, like, the same exact mannerisms, so all I see is that actress. Sure. Um, as opposed to she's becoming a character. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she really kind of makes it work with Bella, because, I don't know, I immediately got a, a good feel for the character, and I'm not sure how much of that was the writing and how much of it was just her performance. Yeah. I would and, argue it's, it is her performance, I think, in, in large part. Um, yeah. I was going to say that the... For context, the book is in um, first person from her point of view. 
Um, hey, this movie's already a step above the first Raimi Spider-Man movie because the narration runs through the whole thing. That's not true. Just, doesn't just bookend it. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. The first Twilight's better than the first Raimi Spider-Man. <laughs> Alex's hot take for the week. Eventually, you were going to get to the point where you're you're like, yeah, Indiana Jones Four is better than Spider-Man Two. Like you're just going to be be bringing up these like controversial, just like. Tyler, that's, that's not even how, a great how, example because you you how don't. How did you like, know? I was going to say you, you know don't that hate that movie. That's how I felt about Indiana Jones Four. We Ooh, haven't talked a... about it. <laughs> um, how did you know? <laughs> anyway, the book is from Bella's perspective, first point of view. Um, so there there is a lot lost there. Uh, just trying to convert oh, I'm sure that there is to a visual medium. Um, and I, I think a lot is lost in the writing. I think they they it could have been better. Um, could have been smarter, but yeah, I, th- I think she she does a pretty good job. I was surprised at how young she looks. Like she's clearly, oh, like she's supposed to be, you know, obviously high school. Like yeah, 17. I buy her as a seventeen year old. Yeah, um, she she is definitely older. I'm I'm pretty sure. Maybe I'm. I said the same thing when, strangely enough, when we reviewed, um, the first Spider Man about how there were certain characters that I was like, oh, that character looks way, or I think it was Kristen Stewart. What Kirsten what is, Dunst or Kirsten Dunst? That's they're, they're all the same. What is it with K's? I don't know. Um, <laughs> they're not all the same. They're all they're all fine fine people. It's fine. Um, <laughs> they're good people. Uh, they're the best people. Let's let's see. When did this movie come out? Two thousand seven. Two thousand eight. Two thousand eight. Kristen Stewart is currently oh so she's currently twenty eight. So yeah, she would have been like nineteen, right? Is my math or no? She would have been eighteen. What's how does math work? Seventeen. What she she would have been seventeen. Okay. It's been a long. Actually, maybe younger depending on when they shot it. True. Huh. Okay. Maybe that's what I mean. I guess I'm just used to seeing her in kind of the the last few. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I don't know how we'll have to see how much these movies age her. Uh, I'm just thinking like <laughs> how much how much they, they how much they going through five years scar of Twilight her psyche. <laughs> it's like age age levels equivalent to like a presidential term. <laughs> just, <laughs> um, her hair's just gray at the end. <laughs> yes. uh, but yeah, yeah, I, so, I, I so liked her. There quite you go. A yeah, and Perf- I mean that's that's great casting. Then I mean, that's, yeah, yeah. In a movie that's not super compelling i found her moderately compelling which <laughs> i know we say that's that's your quote on the poster a lot that's a that's a good that's a good yeah. quote on the poster well it's just weird because for a movie that i didn't find super compelling Kristen can super is pretty compelling yeah like i don't know um couple other minor things that I appreciated in terms of the cast. Anna Kendrick, I feel like, should actually be my best thing, just because sure. I think this is kind of the big introduction of the world to Anna Kendrick. And Anna it is, Kendrick and is I completely forgot about that, yeah. Um, she's just delightful, and mm-hmm. the only reason I'm not saying she's the best thing is because she's in it for, like, three scenes. Yeah, she's not, she doesn't get much to do. And it's it's a crime, because she's the most likable person in the whole movie. Everybody else is either... Super antisocial or a creep, which that they, I feel like that's that's one of the bigger changes they made that that was to its detriment was that um, the book spends a lot more time 
focusing on those kind of high school relationships. I mean, it's still by the, kind of the third act. It's kind of like, eh, we're not gonna we're not gonna worry about this too much. We've got um, a vampire movie now. We've got a vampire movie. Um, but like like the Jessica and Mike and and the the guy that I don't know their names. Just gonna yeah, go ahead yeah, and yeah. throw that out. Jessica there. is Anna Kendrick. Mike is the guy who's like, man, I don't like that Edward, and he comes back after like like he's he gets like two scenes, and then he just shows up randomly like two-thirds of the way through the movie and he's like i don't like that edward and it's like what are you what who are what yeah <laughs> um and then he was never heard from again <laughs> and then uh there there's a guy ironically enough named tyler uh and he's the guy who almost hits her with his with his van uh yeah. and there's a whole thing the, in the one book. black guy in this movie yes. i think that's not I don't know. There's there's Dreadlocks vampire yes. who just leaves the movie like he yeah. literally just walks out of frame <laughs> Laurent, what is going on? Laurent the Dreadlocks Vampire. He comes to bring presents to all the good children on Halloween. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's uh, Darwin from X-Men First Class. That actor. Ah, uh, yeah. Eddie yeah. I think is his name. Mm-hmm. There you go. Connections. Yeah. It's all connected. Uh-huh. Vampire... I mean, there, there's vampires in the Marvel Universe. Um... Edward is Morbius confirmed. I'm imagining Wesley Snipes showing up and killing all of these characters. I'm sure that's been said before, but it's still it's still fun. That's just <laughs> delightful. Um. So, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I liked Anna Kendrick quite a bit, but not she's not in enough of it to justify her being mm-hmm. my best thing. Um, and then I really liked Kristen Stewart's dad. Or Bella's dad uh, in the movie. I found yeah. him very likable, mm-hmm. kind of down to earth. It, it's very bizarre because so much of this movie felt real. Mm-hmm. Like, even when the dialogue was kind of cringy, just the way the actors were playing off of each other, it just it felt more realistic than I was expecting. Yeah, yeah. I was expecting um, most of the movie to feel like super overdramatic and soap opera-y. Mm-hmm. And it really doesn't feel like that. No. Now we'll have to see when we get into the next one, and uh, Jacob actually becomes more of a character. <laughs> we'll, we'll have to see how how terrible it gets. But um, yeah, old, I really liked. All right, all right. I really liked your dad. Uh, yeah, like a, a good chunk of the characters, I was actually kind of interested in. Uh, Especially the scene where where she has to come up with an excuse to leave the house, and then she starts like basically criticizing him, and he yeah. and, and she's like, "I gotta get out of here. You, you're not gonna have me trapped in here like you did with mom or whatever." And then she slams the door. I was like, "Oh, that that I felt something. That's weird." <laughs> Although then it's strange where she's in the hospital bed and she's like, "Can you get dad? I need to go apologize to him." And then we never see that. Apology. Yeah, we never we never actually. <laughs> Is that a deleted yeah, that was, scene? They're just like, oh, they're okay now. It's fine. Even um, though the last scene with them, she's kind of rude to him, and I'm like, oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is strange. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, my worst thing, I could go with the romance itself, because for that to be the key of the movie, like, that's the thing that has mm-hmm. to work. It's kind of like... Op- it's kind of yeah. the opposite of the Amazing Spider-Man, going back to our Mark Webb. It's all it's that. It's the stuff. one thing that kind of definitively does not work. I don't know how much of it is Robert Pattinson and how much of it is the writing. 
Uh, well, there, there was something I noticed, too. This is not my worst thing, by the way. This is sure. not actually my worst thing. I was going to say, there, there's something I noticed where the book, there's a lot more um, of them laughing together. There's a lot There's a lot more of them being like, oh, they're, we're telling jokes, and they're they're kind of poking funny. It's kind of terrible. Well, they, they, they actually have, like, character-building moments. Yeah, it's, it's not it's, just him staring at her and being like, I'm not going to eat you. <laughs> You should leave. You should get away from me. Oh, wait, I love you. That's like every scene with them. I'm like, how how do you expect me to care about this relationship when I think they're both idiots? <laughs> this is fair. The, your, 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 your voice of, of Edward caught me off guard. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. <coughs> um, that first scene where he's just... He can't control himself when they're they're in the science uh, class together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was laughable. <laughs> a little weird. A little weird. Well, it isn't in the book. My understanding is that she thinks that that from his point of view, she smells bad. Isn't that like a thing? Not. It's not even that. It's just like okay, because that seems she... to be the feeling I got. Where especially with like there, there's the fan that's blowing right when she walks in, and it's like. Is it supposed to be that she smells bad? This is just bizarre. Like, like she's she's convinced that he just like for some reason hates her, and she's she has no idea why. Basically, okay. she's just like, why why is this guy not like me? Uh, uh, young teenage girl, I don't know what's happening. Um, that's my that's my Bella impression. Uh, it's better right. than my Edward impression. <laughs> Together we can write a stage play. Come on, Bella, <laughs> you gotta get away from me. <laughs> I'm too dangerous. I'm a killer. Um. Well, I'll I'll have to break down some some of the choices they make to, to deviate from the book that are questionable in that regard. Yeah. Um. But but go ahead and, and finish out your your actual worst. Um. Uh, my worst thing is tone and execution. This movie is way too serious and earnest. Yes. Especially when you get to the third act and it just turns into monster schlock. Mm -hmm. This movie should be a lot more self-aware and be willing to poke fun at itself every once in a while. How am I supposed to feel about the baseball game? I don't know. Because that's the one one scene where it's like, oh, we're we're taking things not so seriously. It's a bit of fun. And then the rest of the movie around it is not like that at all. But yeah, I, I, like, like <clears throat> when when she sees him step into the sunlight and he starts sparkling, she should be laughing at him. Like, this is... Yeah. I don't know. We needed a little uh, almost... Uh, not fourth wall breaking. We needed, we needed some Marvel humor to sort of, like, yeah, sure, punctuate sure. a dramatic moment with, with just a little joke here and there. Um, I don't know. The, most of the movie felt humorless, which was kind of bizarre to me. Yeah. And that's what I was saying is they they do a lot of there is a lot of banter and a lot of a lot of joking in the books and it's it's not all it's not all good necessarily but it, it, you know does he say hang on to me spider monkey he does not say hang on to me spider monkey that might be the worst line I've ever heard in my <laughs> life like, not going to disagree we need some kind of setup and payoff with him calling her spider monkey this doesn't make any sense she turns into a vampire spider monkey at the end that's, that's oh the okay yeah 
Well, see, see then, then at least I would have given the movie some points for a setup and payoff. <laughs> <laughs> it subverted your expectations. And that's in a satisfying way. But yeah, I, I, I didn't quite know how I was supposed to feel for a lot of it. Because a lot of it is unintentionally funny. Yes. The bit where she first, she's asleep, and then she like turns and she thinks Edward's there. Like she has that dream. Mm-hmm. The way it's shot, they do like a snap cut across the room mm-hmm. to, to him. It felt like an SNL sketch. Like... <laughs> The the comic timing of it was perfect. If it's played as a joke, but it's not. And I felt that through so much of this movie. And this is kind of the tight balance you have to act with all of the characters being awkward and not actually knowing how to interact with each other. Yes, very much so. Because half of it, I think, works pretty well. And I'm like, oh, these feel like normal human beings. And the other half, I'm laughing because they're they're acting like aliens, like. People can be antisocial, but they can still know how to talk properly <laughs> and yes. interact. Yes. Um, everybody felt like they had some some sort of social anxiety disorder. <laughs> sure. And it also didn't help that a lot of her high school friends felt like caricatures. Yeah. Like the Asian guy, his first scene where he's like... Oh, I'm I'm the person who knows the in and out, ins and outs of the school. I know everything. I'm gonna film you, bruh. And I'm like, can you exit the screen, please? <laughs> yeah. And then he like never gets any any other lines or anything. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Just uh, points for not well. I was gonna say points for not having a, um, sort of like like the the preppy, uh, popular girl who like looks down on. on it her looked and makes like her feel they bad. were going to have that because when she first shows up in her beat up truck, she exits it, exits it, and we kind of pan over to a girl who's like smirking <clears throat> at her. I'm like, oh, this is gonna be the popular the, girl that hates her. Like it, I thought that was going to happen, and then it didn't. There is a girl who who they do that with a little bit in the book. It's not like <clears throat> it still doesn't really fulfill the the cliches, uh, and and there there's not really any like oh how does the entire school feel about her like do they all do they all hate her like there's none there's none of that right. really. Everyone's just kind of like oh I guess she's dating the hot vampire guy now. I hope she knows he's a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be an unfortunate turn of events if she doesn't. <laughs> okay. This totally feeds into a, a stereotype that I hate, just based on my high school experience. In the morning before classes started, nobody was just chilling at their cars, like getting together in groups and just hanging out outside. <laughs> I don't know if that was the experience you had in high school, but that that's not accurate. I can't say it was. Okay, especially weird in like Seattle or where where it's. But I mean, it's it's Washington, but like yeah, isn't it cold and rainy? Don't you want to... So it's like you go inside. Get inside? <laughs> I don't know. <coughs> it felt weird. Uh, that's my quote on the poster. It, it felt, felt weird. weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know where to start. <laughs> let, let me let me start with talking about Bella. Because I think, I think we have some things to address. Okay. Um, Is she a bad role model for women? We're going to get political real fast. Oh. 
Uh, she's 17, so no. <laughs> <laughs> Is she a Mary Sue? <laughs> yes. And I, I want to talk Correction, about Correction, no, she has a flaw. She's clumsy. <laughs> well, and that's... All right, so... <laughs> See, I subverted your expectations <laughs> there. You didn't think I'd actually have something. Twilight the book... She is kind of a Mary Sue, though. Yes, and, and I, I want to I address if this. We're, if we're going to feed this 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 criticism that people actually want to throw at things, that like, oh, this this female character is a Mary Sue, it, I, I think this is the closest I've seen to something that would actually qualify. So, so Twilight the book reads like <clears throat> well-written fan fiction. Um, so not like the terrible fan fiction that was inspired by it. Exactly. Yes. Uh, which you is all an, know what I'm talking. Which about. Which is interesting because because my understanding is that Stephanie Meyer is like really into like people doing fan fiction. She's like, oh yeah, you know, I love fan fiction. Which is Stephanie even more Meyer funny. just seems like a very chill woman. Yes. Like she just she's just fine. <laughs> uh, yeah. Also, she, she had a cameo in this movie, and I found yes. that very distracting. Did you really? Yes. <laughs> Only because I, I've seen just because like watching like people occasionally do like an analysis of this type of thing. like i think Lindsay ellis did one um so yeah. just having seen some footage of stephanie meyer in interviews mm-hmm. and then going to this and be like whoa they they even call her stephanie and i did not catch it until my girlfriend pointed out and was like hey that's that's stephanie meyer and i was like huh that does yeah. make sense doesn't it <laughs> um <laughs> yeah uh but yeah so like and and what I mean by by good well written fan fiction uh is that like and I'm I I don't really like read fan fiction but I I'm I'm aware of it enough to like kind of know the writing style of that right and so the the sort of idea of of writing it from this sort of like slightly sexual but like not or like sensual but it's not it's it's very like kind of puppy love kind of tame. ideas of it yeah um and and it's beyond no that... james bond uh we're looking <laughs> a bit cheeky there aren't we <laughs> okay. um there's no like i love diamonds are forever <laughs> <laughs> what a transition we're making here uh the the prose itself is is pretty pretty bland pretty like standard um yeah she does some i mean she she's she's good enough to get published and and clearly be very popular um but it is kind of it's not very exciting to read um and the dialogue is a little bit stilted and and like it's it's kind of plain um it's it's hard to really put into words but you can tell it's it's a very very polished um actually kind of sort of like professional version of the kind of writing you see in in fan fiction that is actually enjoyable to read um and the idea of the Mary Sue as a trope came from the concept of an author writing a character that is themselves into the story, specifically a, a female author in this case, uh, which I'll have to touch on, um, writing themselves into a story and sort of creating a character that doesn't really have any flaws and is clearly kind of a self-insert of themselves to, you know, kind of it's almost like a like fulfilling a, a fantasy or whatever you know it's kind of a 
oh, I'm this character, and and you know, I just imagining out a world in which in which they are that character, and and like that that seems to be sort of the the onus of the character. That's that's what the idea of a Mary Sue is. Right. That's where that term came from. That that critical term or whatever. Um, and I believe it started with I don't know if it was fan fiction, but it was something sort of related to that, or like a um like it wasn't like that. I don't know. I don't. I don't know the exact. My understanding was that it was Star Trek fan fiction. Was it okay? Maybe yeah, yeah. So I um, could be wrong. That no, that sounds right. Uh, this is why Bella is, especially in the book, not not so much in the movie. I would argue, but but it's still obviously there. Um, it, this is why I would say she she does fulfill. If we're going to accept Mary Sue as a actual critical term, which I don't really, and I want to talk about, but if we're going to accept that as something that is worthy of pointing out, she is not because she's a female protagonist, not because she's good at things, not because people like her, um, not because other characters that we've talked about in the past uh, who happen to be pretty good female protagonist and everyone decides to marry Sue. Um, she she is because of the fact that she is a character <clears throat> that is is sort of the author's imagining of sort of what the the ideal teenage girl would 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 or the the ideal life of the teenage girl, kind of like a, a fantasy life for a teenage girl. Um the book has her she she like I was saying earlier, there's there's Mike and uh, Tyler and Eric is the, the, the guy who's played by the Asian guy in this movie. Um, and and they are all kind of in love with her. They all have crushes on her because she's... Yeah, and I, I don't really understand that when Anna Kendrick <clears throat> is literally right there. <laughs> um, fair, fair. And then also the, the third girl in their group is... Everyone knows her from, I'm sure, yeah. Walking Dead. Susie Crabgrass. Um, but I know her better as Susie Crabgrass. It took Crabgrass me a while from... to recognize her as Susie Crabgrass. Yeah. I recognized her immediately. <laughs> Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide is one of the best parts of my childhood. <laughs> Nobody can take that away from me. Retweet. Um, yeah, <clears throat> fair. Um, but I was going to say, uh, yeah, and, and in the book more, it's like, it, it kind of plays it more. It's like, oh, she's the new girl, so she's kind of... Uh, alluring and, and mysterious and they don't really know what to make of her and so everyone's like ah new girl that that I get the chance to throw myself at or whatever and and she That'd never be nice if they said that in dialogue I know right uh, and and well and th- this again goes into the fact that they don't really flesh out any of her friends and and they're not like super three dimensional characters in the book but they are they do, we do see more of them they they they're a lot more of the focus of the first act. Where she's just kind of like, man, this Edward guy really hates me. I got these friends, though. They're kind of cool. Um, they feel like filler. It feels yes. like we need to carry this movie to two hours. How do we do that? Yes. Which is bizarre based on what you're telling me and based on, on the length of that book. Yes. Uh, that's another thing I should address real quick. Um, on the terms of kind of being good, well-written fan fiction, uh, the idea that this book is, I think it's 120,000 words. Um Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone is like seventy five thousand. Uh, it's it's and Harry it's too Potter long. and the Sorcerer's Stone actually has a plot. It's too long, and the plot is not tight. The it's it's very kind of meandering, um, in that regard. It's it's very like well, it's, thinking it's just, of a scene and like then going to that fulfillment. Scene. It's fantasy fulfillment. Exactly. It's, it's that um, it's that type of thing, which is not necessarily a problem. It's just 
when you're trying to condense that into a two-hour movie, you got to be smarter about right. what what you what you leave right. and what you you know what you switch around. Right. Exactly. And so and so to kind of like you're saying, wish fulfillment um, is is sort of the the feels at least like the original point of the book. Um, it very much made me realize that like Mary Mary Sue is I mean I think I think it's pretty clear just sort of like I I think the original character that it was based on was called Mary Sue and that's where they actually pulled it from um but using that as sort of like a derogatory derogatory term because it's about a girl writing oh hey wouldn't it be cool if there is this girl who fulfilled sort of all my my wishes about how this girl might live a fantasy life with I don't know with Star Trek characters whatever it was um yeah. in this case with a mysterious dangerous uh guy who turns out to be this 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 monster and and he's you know that trying it's 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 exciting and 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 crazy and this girl's super pretty and she you know is is interacting with uh all these boys who who like her but she doesn't want them she wants the the mysterious guy and like it's such a sexist thing to say that oh girls can't do that but guys can write movies where I don't know. James Bond like sleeps with four women and then uh, does uh, Asian Asian blackface basically, and then like <laughs> uh, he 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 kills a bunch of dudes and has no remorse uh, and and doesn't care about the girls that he leaves dead in his wake. And he's he's at least for the time very buff and muscular, and so every guy wants to be him, and he's supposed to be super cool. Um, it's just such a like. It's double standard. It, it really is. Like we we've had we've had movies catering to the 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 straight white male for for years. It's okay if we have some movies that cater to teenage girls, preteen girls, um, in in that sort of light, and sort of like that fantasy of like ah, you know, what would it be? Wouldn't it be cool if I was better at life? Basically, I mean that's that's the plot of a lot of movies that we have reviewed about male protagonists. Like it, it's. Well... It's, it's kind just, of. It's just funny because my my criticisms don't really fall on Bella as a character. It's more right, just right. Edward. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really is. Like, <laughs> um. So, uh, kind of finishing off Bella's side of things, <laughs> I don't know what the backstory with her mother is doing in this movie and I don't know why we need to keep cutting back to her on the phone with her mother and the whole running gag of she doesn't know how to operate a cell phone oh yeah other than it's a weak setup and payoff to have the bad guy pretend or fake kidnapping her mother um yeah none of that really worked effectively and I feel like you could have just had you could have easily changed this backstory to she's always lived with her dad but they lived in Arizona and then her mom died, and so they moved, and they had to change where they lived sure. because he's a police officer, and he got his, you know, he changed jobs, and now they're in this this small town. Yeah. Like you could have easily changed it to that and gutted the whole mother subplot completely. Right. I don't, I don't know what it's doing in the movie. Right. I felt no emotional connection to her mother. I didn't know if I was supposed to hate the stepfather or how I was supposed to feel about the situation with her parents being divorced. Mm -hmm. I had I, I, I had question marks all <laughs> over the place about how to feel about that stuff. Yeah. Um, and I assume... and it's laid it, it she she gives all of this in backstory 
And I'm like, can it just stay backstory? Like, <laughs> but but then it keeps pervading the rest of the movie. And I'm like, what is this doing here? And I assume the idea is that they're they're going to be more, or that her mother and stepfather are going to have some some sort of more importance moving forward in the other movies. I assume I that you by the time twenty bucks, they don't show up again. <laughs> that would be incredible. Or um, they don't show up until the wedding because I know they get married at some. Sure, point. sure. Spoilers. Um. Oh please! <laughs> uh, yeah, I I think no, I I agree. again, it's the it's the thing of it's the difference between um at least at least for us. Obviously, this is our personal opinion, but summarizing our opinion of the Harry Potter movies, if you didn't listen to those those episodes, it's the difference between the first two Harry Potter movies and the third, fourth, and fifth Harry Potter movies in terms of understanding that things need to be modified, things need to be streamlined and, and cut and adjusted. And I mean, it doesn't always work in those cases, but by and large, the those latter three movies do a much better job of saying, how are we going to adapt this as opposed to how are we going to get the same plot onto the movie and Whatever do the Whatever changes are made need to maintain the integrity of the plot and the characters. Yes. They didn't do that. <laughs> Uh, another thing, the the infamous uh, kind of going off of that off of that discussion, the infamous uh, Bella and Edward in the forest, and and Edward's like, say it, and she's like, you're a vampire, and he's like, yeah, that's right, I sparkle, <laughs> sparkle real good. <laughs> you know, she should have said, I'll take I'll take vampire for six hundred, Alex. Pans back, it is Alex Trebek. <laughs> you're gonna say it's me. I'm like what am I doing here? <laughs> that too. Um, yeah, it's uh, basically they they go like at the beginning of a school day. They just like go into the forest and have this. Discussion. Well, it's even weirder because she doesn't even say anything to him, right? Doesn't she just like walk past yes. him? Yes. And he, yeah. Um, the... Once again, people uh, half half the time in this movie they're acting like aliens and they're. Com- oh my god! Why? I didn't think of this. He reads her mind. Oh, yeah. No, wait. He can't read her mind. No, you're that's, right. That's Never a... mind. Oh, I thought I fixed it. You no. Had the, you had the no prize in your hand. <laughs> they tore, tore it up. All right. Put it in the fire. Well, obviously I'm thinking way, way harder than <laughs> the, the people who made this movie. Uh. Oh, I, I tried, people. I tried. <laughs> I'm glad you. I'm glad you remembered that that was a thing. <laughs> frankly, frankly, I'm impressed enough by that. Um, I was vaguely interested for a, a sizable portion of the movie. <laughs> there you go. And isn't that all you can to, ask for? I did have to watch it in multiple chunks. Sure, sure. I did not watch all of this at once. Does not surprise me. Um, the idea uh, there with them having that that forced conversation, like that's that's not thing um they, i mean i think they they do have a conversation in the forest at some point where where it actually happens is i i forget remind me again in this in the movie where um jacob taylor lotnor lotnor lotner uh where he talks to her he on the has beach such a high-pitched voice it's bizarre he does it's very strange um, like, he also has like, like the I'm super long su- hair. I'm supposed to buy him being like a werewolf, manly man in the next couple movies. I'm like, yes. this guy's talking like a like a six year old. <laughs> this guy's a punk. 
He's a punk. Uh, I'm looking. I'm like, you, you got two choices, Bella. You got a, you got a punk and a creep. <laughs> It's the, the Ferris Bueller it's monologue by the Edward the Edward the Jacob Dawn of Weirdos. <laughs> I have a feeling we're going to want to save that one, uh, save that title for one a follow up here. Um, but it's it's the Ferris Bueller monologue. Of the, you got your dweebs, your creepos, your weirdos. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she loves all of them. <laughs> yeah, uh, the. So what? Remind me again, though. Does he explicitly just come out and tell her, like, "Oh yeah, he's a vampire in that one," or is it is it that she finds it, figures it out? No, yeah, because there's the mon- montage where she figures it out on the, on the internet, right? Yes, and it's one of those things where the, uh, once again, it's a bizarre thing where it's like they should expect the audience to know what's happening, but they keep having to cut back to previous footage in the movie, like when yes. she's reading. Oh, they're they they're cold, and then it cuts back to oh when they touched hands. Mm-hmm. It's like oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they kept doing that. They kept cutting back to the old footage. I'm like, you could just stick to her like reading the words, and and we got it. Like, <laughs> like I remember what happened in this movie. Yes. Uh, well, you okay, don't have so... to remind me of what happened literally five minutes prior. Right. It. it, um... it, it Due to a lot of the editing, it felt like it was dumbing down itself to sure. to pander to its audience to sure. a certain degree. Sure. And like I said, that that weird flashback scene with the Cullens um, fighting uh, Taylor Lautner's Native American family. Yeah. Um, and it's like this is supposed to be like a rumor or a legend. Bella doesn't actually know that Edward's a vampire. Why are we yes. literally showing those actors? <laughs> this is this is nonsense. Yeah, yeah. Like that is such a terrible <clears throat> way of doing that. Just don't. Once again, just don't even show it. Just have it be all exposition well, from from Jacob. Yeah, and and to to make another another comparison to the the first movie or the first Harry Potter movie. Um, and that one I complained a lot about the fact that uh, I don't know if I complained that episode I think I like finished the book afterwards so I in the second episode anyway um, they cut out a lot of the beginning like they cut out a good not quite maybe like a quarter but there, there's a pretty long chunk where he's still with the muggles and he's he's yeah. slowly learning the ropes of, of how to like get into the wizarding world and then it's like oh Hogwarts oh my gosh yeah. um, same thing here where it's it's there's a much slower burn Again, kind of going back to the them having the friends there and everything. It's it the pacing is much more. She's realizing something is weird. There's a lot of back and forth conversations with Edward where he's like, mm, "Get away," and she's like, "But I don't wanna." And he's like, eh, "I do like okay, how, fine." I do like they call how they call attention to how bipolar he's being. Right. Um. Because watching the movie, I was just like, "This is bizarre." Like one scene, he's going, "You need to stay away from me," and then the other one, he's like, "Let's hang out." Yeah. I'm like, what is happening? And she's like, your 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 moods are are giving me whiplash. I'm like, yeah, me too. <laughs> Bella, I tell feel Bella. you. Um, I, w- I want you to be hashtag crying. Hashtag Bella did nothing wrong. I want you to be crying and cheering uh, by the the fifth the fifth movie here. I want you to just be just overjoyed with the the, the emotional conclusion if nothing else i'm on bella's side all right sure that's, there you go team bella am i right that's more than i expected <laughs> um 
Yeah, the uh, it's the same thing here where there's a there's a much longer build up to oh hey you're a vampire um, and well it, the first hour of the movie feels like it's stretched way too long mm-hmm. to lead up to her figuring out he's a vampire. Especially because everybody in the audience knows, even if they haven't right. read the book, he's a vampire. Right. Like, they know, they know why they're there. Right. And then the second half feels like it's rushing so fast to get to yes. that ending. Yes. Um, well, the I was going to say... It, it didn't feel like we had three solid acts. It felt like two acts. Yes. It yeah. felt like buildup of romance, bad vi- vampire show up. Like, there, right. there was no middle to this movie. Right, right. Um... Again, and uh, I mean, some of that is just from the book as well, where it's kind of like, uh, oh, I'm, I'm guess sure we're gonna go pacing, here. Gonna I'm go sure here. the pacing's not not as as good as it sh- right. should be, but I, I'm sure it's better just because and, the characters have time to develop relationships. Exactly, you, you just, can get away with that. Oh, they're they're obsessed with each other. Well, I mean, it's it's a simple thing of of you you can read a page of dialogue in the time it takes for like. Uh, you, like in a novel, you can read a page of dialogue, and the time it takes to watch like ten minutes of, or I'm getting my analogies mixed up. You could read a page of page of dialogue in a book in like a minute or less, whereas it takes maybe like five or ten minutes to watch that same scene. Right. Like because you've got it there, there are breaks, and the the actors are going to be you know kind of pacing their words and everything, and like you you actually have to you, listen to the whole thing, well, and watch read, the whole thing, and uh, Bella walked across the room. Mm-hmm. It's like one sentence, yes. but in the movie, you actually have to watch as she walks yeah, across the room. Like seconds, it, it just lasts seconds. longer. Um, and so you can get away with being a little more meandering in a novel. And again, you have to be able to adapt that in a way that is more manageable for the audience. Yeah. Um, and I was going to say the they actually have the conversation where she finally is like, "I think," or my my theory is that you're a vampire. Um, like she, it's not like you know. You know what I am, and she's like, hey, "You're a vampire," and he's like, "Okay, say it, <laughs> say my name." Um, and uh, she instead, after he saves her and takes her out to dinner, uh, when she she leaves her friends, yeah, um, he takes her. I, I will just say, I, I think that's a nice touch when they go uh, shopping for prom dresses, and she's just sitting there reading a book, and they're like, yeah. oh, what, Bella, what do you think of these dresses? And she's like, they look nice. Yeah. Well, you said that about the last five dresses. Yeah, because th- those all look nice, too. <laughs> I'm like, so even though Bella doesn't actually want to be there, she's still like a super caring and nice friend. Yeah, yeah. and and uh, that's another thing that I think comes across a lot more when you when they take the time to... The, have her interacting with friends is that she's like a lot nicer <laughs> or like has, the, has a lot more friends. Just those little touches of like, oh, she yeah. actually like she even though she doesn't spend that much time with these people, she actually kind of cares about them. Yeah. And just <laughs> the 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 setup and payoff of having the dress show enough cleavage with Anna Kendrick's character, mm-hmm. and then they it goes to a nonverbal payoff when they're actually at the dance. Did you notice that? Well, I, I think so. What, what, what exactly is it? Well, basically, Anna Kendrick and the weird creepy guy, they're waving at, at Bella and Edward. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, Bella, she, she like points down at her cleavage like, oh, Anna Kendrick, you went for the nice dress. And then Anna Kendrick like shows a thumbs up or you know something like that to be yeah. like, yeah, yeah, it worked. 
Okay, okay. I guess I didn't. I didn't pick up. There, there okay. was a there was a setup and payoff there. And I'm like, yeah. girls being friends. Like, <laughs> what? 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 This, this movie transcends space and time. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, just those nice. The, the movie needed more of just those small little human moments. Like yeah. I said, half the time it felt like they were real humans, and then the other half it felt like aliens. Right. Right. Uh. And I still haven't finished what I was actually going to say with the other thing. Um, yeah, after that, following that 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 scene though, where where she gets cornered by these guys, and then that felt very fan fiction. Yes, yes. We need we need the 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 angsty bad boy to come and save me from from these bad people. Yes, from the real bad guys. From the real bad guys. The that, real that, monsters. Oh, I think as as cringy as a lot of the movie was, that was probably the worst part for me. Okay, interesting. Um, where I was, I was just like, "Oh, I'm I I don't <laughs> like where this is going at all." Uh, yeah. Um, she... I do like how she stands up and defends herself a little yeah. bit. Like she yeah. tries. To there's do. a nice there's a nice thing where where her internal monologue in the book is she's trying to like figure out how to like she's got or she she I think she remembers she left her pepper spray and she's trying to remember how to jab someone in the nose to try and like spike the nose into their brain <laughs> like. <laughs> Okay, why can we not have that as like fun exposition, like like having voiceover from her? Yeah, it's it's I, funny how how I brought up the voiceover stuff because I don't feel like it should be in this movie at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're gonna do it, have it be like in fun little bits like that. Mm. The whole part at the beginning where she's like, and it's it's supposed to be like it repeats itself. It's like poetry; it rhymes. Mm-hmm. Where she goes. I never really gave much thought into what death would be like. I guess dying for so, you know for someone else that's a good way to go. Mm-hmm. And like at the beginning, it has absolutely no context, and it's just a shot of a deer that it gets attacked by one of the vampires. Uh-huh. I'm like this. One thing does not relate to the other. <laughs> right. Right. It's not like it's not like the the deer is protecting like it's it's child or it, there's mm-hmm. nothing to it like. <laughs> It made no sense to me. Yeah. And then it gets to the end where she's driving to go try and save her mom. And then she, you know, she repeats the same dialogue. I'm like, you could have just had that here the first time. Sure. Sure. Or just not had the voiceover at all. Sure. Also accurate. As um, much as, as <laughs> d- despite my joke about how this is better than the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movie, because it actually follows through with its voiceover. Didn't really need it. <laughs> But then and again, think, the Raimi movies didn't need the voiceover either. So th- there you go. I think that would be a good, like a good way to use that in terms of like trying to convey a um, a first person character. I think that 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 would be real. I don't know if I can think of any good examples of of like first person because first person is not like super common. Um, uh, I can't. Well, it's the same to- problem I had with the first Hunger Games movie. Um, watching that the first time, I was like, "This is in desperate need of some voiceover from Katniss." Yeah, like, and I think specifically the way you that you have narration actually stick through a movie is by throwing, um, would be by throwing quips, like like she's yeah. thinking something that that she's not actually saying, and, and whether it's quips, whether it's, and it doesn't have to be like overbearing, but just like, I feel like well, it's you just could funny because especially that. with how awkward and weird she is, if she occasionally just speaks her mind and she's not even meaning to. Mm-hmm. I feel like that could just be like a fun character quirk they add in. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't know. 
it's there. <laughs> well, let's talk about Edward because we haven't actually discussed Edward. We, I feel like we're, we're still missing like half of this. Oh, I still haven't finished my, my – we can transition because I still haven't finished my story. Oh, um, God. This, this episode's going to be like three hours. You're not wrong. Uh, so after that where, where he takes her to dinner um, – they they go off in the uh, or they, they, he he drives her back. Um, there's again nice nice little beat I think where uh, it shows them uh, like freaking out about the fact that she's with with Edward like they're like Jessica and Susie Crabgrass are super excited about that. Yeah, um, there's some fun stuff. Uh, Once again, people say, acting like people. Yes. Uh, the scene where she she's like, I think you're a vampire, and he's like, and then like he he kind of it's like, yeah, yeah, I guess I guess I am. Um, that happens on the drive back, like they they're driving. There's also another thing that they don't ever really touch on. I I think Did, remind me remind me if I'm wrong, but throughout the the books, there's like this constant running theme of like all the vampires drive at like a hundred miles an hour. Uh, and they're because I guess they're not like their present reflexes. in this at all. Yeah, their reflexes are so good that it just doesn't matter. Like they're they're they can do it easily. Um, it's because they realized if they sped up the footage, it would look terrible. I was gonna say I think that's probably a, a factor of the effects, uh, and it's not like a major thing. Um, but it, it's 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 an interesting little quirk about how like he he just like drives. So basically, they're they're on. Why this... are vampires mutants in this universe? It's a, you know. Can you give me an explanation? Like, each one has, like, a very specific power. Like, Edward reads minds, the one girl sees yep. the future. Stephanie Meyer was actually just wanting to try and uh, get get picked for the next X-Men book. I don't think it worked out. Which, considering some of the X-Men books that have come out, you know, it's, maybe they maybe they should have they taken the chance. I don't know. <laughs> um... I don't actually have that much that much shade to throw at, at recent X Men books. I haven't read many. Um, I want to see Catherine Hardwick's X Men Dark Phoenix. <laughs> Let's do it. Probably would be better. While we than, still got a chance, probably would be better than than uh, Simon Kimberg's X Men Dark y- Phoenix. Yeah, I, I guess I was thinking that Brian Singer was more involved in that. Um, Oh no, he's long but, gone. But yeah, so okay, never mind. I can't. All right, that's fine. It's probably it's fine. Uh, so anyway, my point is that they take the context of scene in the forest where they're dripping with angst and and uh, teenage, uh, you know, lust or whatever, right? And and they take it into like an actual conversation that they have, uh, where where Bella kind of has to like sort of accept this realization that like oh yeah this guy's this guy's actually dangerous and like uh, it's she doesn't of... seem very shocked by anything that yes. happens <laughs> yeah like the whole bit where he saves her from from the car she like her reaction isn't like big enough i don't know yeah yeah and like when when you break everything down to she does a google search to find everything <laughs> eh at least, oh my god, this is not only just better than uh, Raimi's Spider-Man movies. This is also better than The Amazing Spider-Man. There you go. Um, because they knew not to use Bing. <laughs> Was Bing even Google. a thing at this point? I don't even know. 
I mean, points in, points anyways, but they could have used Ask Jeeves. I don't know. <laughs> they could have used Encyclopedia Britannica. I mean... Uh, let's talk about Edward, shall we? Sure. Um, he's creepy and weird. Uh, half the time, Robert Pattinson feels like he's trying to play it as charismatic, and... The rest of it, he just seems confused. Yep. And I know Edward's supposed to be kind of bipolar with how he's behaving. Is there an explanation as to why he's attracted to Bella so much? Other than, like, her blood? That's, I like, mean, it's, it's basically just like... What makes her so special well, versus it's, anyone else? It's basically just like... They, 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 or she creates a lore explanation for it that that is basically just an. Ex- it's, it's sort of like the uh, the seeker in Harry Potter, um, where it's it's an explanation of like ah oh, sometimes vampires like have they'll 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 scent one person who is just extremely like attractive to them like a, some sort of biological quirk where like that one person like like they they say that Emmett who which is another thing we don't get to know any of the vampires outside of Edward in this. Well, that's because uh, they they realize that most of the actors are terrible. Sure, sure. Um, if you need any any further uh, proof of this, Jackson Rathbone, the the curly haired brother, is uh, plays Sokka in the Last Airbender. Oh my! And Kellen Lutz, the the big uh, burly guy, yes. is Hercules in the bomb with like a zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes. The Legend of Hercules. Oh my gosh! What a, uh, so what a thing. We're dealing with with loads of talent, is what I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> uh, sure. But yes, I think there's an actual reason why they're minimized in Fair. terms of dialogue. Um, well, I was gonna say the the, the big guy. Uh, they they explain that he he's actually like had two like loves in the past, and they they both ended badly. Like he, he wasn't able, or like he ended. Up, I guess maybe. I can't remember if it, it was he, he like, left them, like, he, he ran away, or he ended up killing See, them, or whatever. See, this is and, what the baseball sequence should have been used for, where we learn a little bit more about yes. the characters, and we also learn more about how vampires work. Yes. We barely get any explanation in, in right. this movie as to how vampires actually operate. Right. Like, when they get to the end and they're like, oh, we kill them by cutting them up and burning them, I'm like, oh, you just kind of threw which, that in there, didn't which you? Which is set up earlier in the in the book. At, at some point they mention it. Um, it's, 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 not, it's not J.K. Rowling levels of uh, placing lore in, 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 you know, kind of feeding backstory and flashbacks. And I know there's all sorts of things we could say about J.K. Rowling. We're not going to get into that. But well, she's, she's a, a hack. She's, she's great at doing that. At least in the original Harry Potter books, about about feeding that sort of information to you over time. Well, it's just um, weird because I feel like Stephanie Meyer actually put in a decent amount of thought with how yes. the universe operates, yeah. like how, why the vampires are specifically located in this town. Yes, there's not that's a actually lot of, pretty smart. I mean, it's not like they specifically go to a place where the weather is very often not sunny. That way, they can walk around like normal people. Right. Right, it's not a. It's and not a, there's woods, so they can go hunting after deer and stuff. Yeah, like, it yeah. makes sense. Yeah, I um. was not expecting logic <laughs> in Twilight. Yeah, uh, but then they sparkle, and I got nothing for that. <laughs> it's it's not a also super... they're visible in mirrors. Like she picks yes. and chooses what elements yeah, of vampirism she wants to keep in. Yeah, 
and once again she gives them all mutant powers so i don't yeah <laughs> i got nothing um i was gonna say there's not a lot of of there's not a whole lot to the world because it is the real world with these fantasy this this one family of at least for now i guess this one family of fantasy creatures yeah. um but th- yeah it's pretty in- in- consistent it doesn't it doesn't feel like it like you know how we were we were kind of talking about the fact that there is a lot of wish fulfillment to the general premise and the the characters but there is actual like care placed into oh wouldn't it be kind of interesting if this is how this worked or you know like right. looking for interesting ways to build out these 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 powers or hey not all vampires are bad yes yeah kind of interesting like mm-hmm. some of them are actually trying to control their bloodlust all right yeah. that's all right i can get on board with that yeah. And just the 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 way they play her being introduced to the family, where where they're like, "This is super dangerous," but we're going to respect Edward's wishes because you know we're all a family. Um, I think for the most part, they accept Bella way too easily. Sure. Um, like there's only the one sister that really is like, "No, I'm against this." Right. I feel like and everybody th- else uh, should be like, "Eh, we're kind of on the fence about well, this." They, I think they and there's they, not there's not a scene where Edward has to talk to them and really like defend himself. Like, really, most of that is off screen. There really needs to be a scene. It doesn't have to come straight from the book, but there, they this dialogue is sprinkled throughout the book. Um, there needs to be a scene where where they establish other character like other vampires in the family have had this happen to them before they understand and actually one of the things they play up is in in the book is that um or i keep saying they one of the things she plays up in the book is that the character actually or the uh or edward actually um like originally they were supposed to pair or uh when dr dr cullen the the father "Quote unquote has when he's been making all these vampires, uh, the girl that hates Bella not doesn't really seem to be because she's jealous or anything because she's with big burly dude who apparently played Hercules. Um, Correct. <laughs> the the idea was that originally she was supposed to be like like Edward's life pairing because because he was he was alone because the doctor had his wife and that was that was that, um, and instead uh, she ended up going like with or he didn't. I don't know. I don't. They don't really talk a lot about that. But the general idea of oh hey, they were actually having her, um, or they they were actually happy for him because of the fact that he's he's been kind of the loner of the family all this time. Like that's right. that's that's an element. That's something that comes into play, and it's kind of like oh, I guess I guess they're just fine with with human lady being around. That's cool, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Um, just more explanation all around about how the vampires work would yeah. have, would have helped quite a bit. Yeah. Um, do we want to talk about the bad guys? I don't know if it's technically one or more <laughs> because we have Eddie really Gethegi. One. He he just says, "Oh, these other people are dangerous," and then he leaves. <laughs> and I'm like, "Why were you here?" <laughs> <laughs> Did, did they feel the need to have another black character and they didn't care how long he was actually in the movie? Like, Amazing. Um, and then the redhead, she's... I'm pretty sure she, this, the actress Alex, Alex, gets... Re- this movie was as culturally important as Black Panther. Oh, correct. We had never seen Laurent the Dreadlocks vampire portrayed on screen before. 
the twist is this movie's better than Black Panther. Uh-huh. That's a lie. <laughs> That's a flat out lie. Um, no, Black Panther is far better than this. Clear the air. Apparently, the the redhead actress, I believe she's replaced by Bryce Dallas Howard in the series. Is she really? So we'll have That's to see how that goes. Something to look forward to, I guess. Um, I guess. <laughs> I like Bryce Dallas Howard. Which so. wait, which are we talking about? Vampire Lady or Evil Vampire Lady? <laughs> <laughs> evil Vampire Lady. Okay, okay. But she, she's not even in the third act. Like they're saying, oh, bo- both of them are going to try hunting down Bella, and then she's just gone. And then right. she shows up at the very end of the dance. I'm like, why is she not attacking Bella? None of this makes sense. <laughs> Well, I, I kind of have a, in both the book and the movie. I have a problem with the general premise of the finale because it's like the finale feels so shoehorned in. It feels so much yes. like we need action to happen so this movie can end. And it's it, well, I was gonna say it's like the idea we need is, a conclusion. The idea is that the guy is gonna kill her because he's 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 gotten her sent. He wants to hunt. He, they're trying to defend her, and that's that's dangerous, and he loves that. Uh, but the thing is that they have seven vampires. Yeah. Also, their plan is terrible. Why not just set a trap? You use Bella. Set set a trap somewhere and and murder the dude. Like like you're not. Or you just chill at your house. Everybody literally stands exactly. around Bella. Exactly. That's what and I'm saying. They wait like... for him to show up. It's not not even a trap. You just stand there. <laughs> Like, there's no reason that he would be able to do anything. Also, their plan is ridiculously far-fetched. Yes, it's very convoluted. Like, you guys need... You two, you worthless characters, need to take Bella and take her to another location. Take her back to Arizona. It it feels so shoehorned in. And, like, I, I see what she's trying to do with setting up the mom and then having it be like a switcheroo with, with her seemingly getting kidnapped, but it's actually just like right. old footage of the guy found. Right. And interesting, I guess. It doesn't come through correctly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the endings. Oh, God. Um, and then suddenly the, the end gets super violent. Like Yes. Bella's just getting legs broken. She's Which, getting stabbed. It's a lot of blood, and it's my understanding enjoyable. is that this won't be the first time that the movies do this. Um, oh, you mean the last time? First time. Wait for Twilight, the pre sequel. I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, you're you're right. The last time. My understanding is that this won't be the last time the movies do this. The book. Oh, I'm uh, excited. She she just gets. She basically... I mean, it's still very violent. He, like, he like breaks her leg and then, like, throws her that into a mirror. That was very shocking. Where, where he just... Yeah. He just kind of puts his hand down and snaps her leg yeah, in th- th- Throws her into a mirror and she starts bleeding and then, like, bites her, her hand or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then at that point, she just kind of uh, goes under, basically. <laughs> like, oh, okay. And then and then she, she's sort of in and out until finally they, they she wakes up in the hospital. Um so the they scene where where Edward is sucking the the vampire venom out of her is comical. Yes, and, and interestingly, not... I guess they they felt the need to make this like a like a a character point, but he doesn't actually have any conflict with doing that in in the mo- or in the book. Like in the book, he's yeah. like, "I'm strong enough now. 
Um, I, okay. I can do this. And then, and then afterwards she's like, how, you know, wow, I'm, I'm amazed you could do that. And he's like, you know, I, uh, like I, I couldn't bear the thought of not seeing you again. Like I, you know, I, or of oh, doing you mean they actually talked about it. Yes. They, they talk about the fact that like, this wow, that's kind of weird. When he characters had to talk about stuff. I start to feel things. <laughs> Bella, you have to stay away from me. No, it's too dangerous. Oh wait, let's make out. <laughs> A Twilight the, story, but <laughs> I'm fine with there being a conflict where he's like, I don't know if I'm not if I'm going to be able to stop myself. Yeah. However, his dad should be should be able to like pull him away from her. Like yeah. it should not be that yeah. difficult to stop him. Again, it's it's sort of like these these vampires are super powerful. They can only be killed by very specific circumstances, assuming that like and basically like they can only be killed if one person is like tearing them apart and no one else is interfering. Yeah, like. They should be able to band together and 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 be just fine, by and large. Yeah, like it's it's. And then the music that plays during this sequence—it's like folk acoustic guitar nonsense. Yeah, it's like hipster music. I'm like this. Uh, uh. This this doesn't work. (laughs) This is laughable. After after transitioning from uh, supermassive black hole earlier. Oh yeah. The um. I like a lot of the movie soundtrack. I'll it's give not it that. bad. No, it's it's it's, it's no, weird, it's the, but it's... it's got the the late aughts alternative rock angsty stuff that I like. It's got Linkin Park. Sure. It's got Paramore. Get excited for some Paramore. Uh, but yeah, and then like this is immediately following them tearing that the bad guy apart mm-hmm. and in like him a on weirdly fire. like brutal scene where you see him. It's like in the background almost yeah. like the way it's shot, it and they're great. just like arms are flying off, and it's like oh. God, the movie just turns to schlock, and I loved it. <laughs> yeah, I am. I am also glad there's there's a bit in the book where, uh, so like the 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 third act is quote unquote is more extended in the book where like she has to like get away from them in a more and it's it's more difficult for her to get away from the vampires because they have all these powers, um, right? And so she has to like sneak away from them and then go to like house to go to the ballet place or whatever um and in the book she gets there and he he reveals that he's showing like the um he's playing the vcr or whatever um and then uh he likes there's a a full page of him just like explaining his master plan it's like no i think i think we got i think we pretty much understood like what you like you you played the the vcr the phone cool yeah that's all we're good you don't need to you know, there's nothing to explain switcheroo. here. We're 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 good. We we got the info. We really needed to build up a rivalry rivalry between him and Edward. Like yeah. that that came out of nowhere where he's like, I'm gonna film it so Edward can see it's gonna be great. And the idea uh, too is that <laughs> again, the idea is is supposed to be that, oh, he, he loves the hunt, so he like he's trying to, to go he wants to keep it going. Like he, he doesn't want it to end, so he's trying to goad Edward afterwards to, to like get... This is the type of thing where you build in a, a stupid backstory where it's like, oh, Edward used to to run with, with this guy and his family, sure. but then eventually he broke away and joined the Cullens because he realized what yeah. monsters they were. And you need you need something I... like that to interconnect them. Like, as as terrible as X-Men Origins Wolverine is, mm-hmm. the, the, the Logan... Um, uh, Victor Creed relationship. That's that's the kind of thing I'm talking about. When did that movie come out? A year after this. You said that, and something just clicked 
in like every way for like when the last time I saw a movie like this was. And it was X Men Origins. And it was X Men Origins Wolverine. That's great. Like just like thinking of like the aesthetic and the. I mean, this movie has I think a little more stylistic stuff going for it, but well, this the, movie knows how to work its budget properly. Yeah, yeah. Um, X Men Origins Wolverine. Frank, my, frankly, my dear, it does not. But, like, the way the entire third act of that movie plays out and the way the characters look and, like, the... the I mean, specifically, like, like James in this movie versus Victor Creed in that movie, I, f- I feel like that's... that's They're very much, like, the same. That's that's fascinating. I yeah. completely... Anyway. <laughs> just, just had a revelation. All right. I've got... I've got... I've got maybe three more major topics... Okay. ...that I want okay. to discuss... So going back to the Bella Edward romance, how how does this fit in your spectrum of beautiful people tend to get get together quickly in movies? Like well, how how does this fit in with, I with mean, your they're, general they're, philosophy? We, we've got an extra factor here. Not only is it is it uh, hot girl meets meets hot guy, and that's that, and then you know it's probably they're probably likely to to go to go sleep together. It's fine. Um, they, they they're teenagers as well, so it's like or at least well, one's a teenager. One one's a teenager at heart, I guess, <laughs> which is another. Mentally speaking, he's still a teenager. Yeah, this is another another kind of weird element of this that raises eh, concerns. Um, I've got bigger fish to fry with this. That's <laughs> that's not on the top of my uh, list of priorities. But but generally, they, or if nothing else, he's been living among teenagers for his whole life we'll say that much um sure and and acting like a teenager his whole life like it's it's that that's an, another layer and like there's literally no reason you need to actually justify these two people falling hard for each other like it's fine it's just the way they it's, handle it where like all exactly. they can do is stare at each other like <laughs> it's it's not at all oh why did this person creepy. fall in love with, with this person it's it's why do they have no chemistry yeah, and it's so weird that they actually got together in real life. Yeah. Are they still together? They're not, right? No, because Kristen Stewart cheated on him with the director of Snow White and the Huntsman. Fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to talk about people's personal lives. <laughs> otherwise, we don't, we don't I, otherwise I would hate pretty much every single X-Men movie that's not Logan <laughs> or First Class. So, <laughs> look, Hollywood didn't get Logan, and that's and that's that's the important thing. <laughs> that's the important thing. That's all that matters in this world. Hugh Jackman is humanity's last true hope. That's true. Um, continuing on, but yeah, I the romance just did not work for me very much. Yeah. Um, not to say that there weren't moments. Um, I think overall the the dance at the end I think actually goes pretty well. Yeah, and again talking about the soundtrack, the soundtrack there, the uh, the song is pretty nice. I, I I think it's called I don't remember who who sings it uh, or who wrote it, but it's it's Flightless Bird, American Mouth, I think is what it's called. Don't they mention um, Twilight in very, the lyrics? Do they? I, I don't think, think it was written Twilight for that purpose. Lyrics. I think because I had the subtitles on and I saw that they, I was like, oh, you're, no, you're totally right. I I mean, it's it's not like a song written for the movie. They're just like, ah, song says Twilight. Let's let's do that. It's like, oh um, no, I I, I am kind of happy that they didn't find a stupid way to bring Twilight in as like part of the dialogue. Sure, sure. 
Uh, that that would have been just terrible. But I, I like just the quirkiness of she's got a broken leg, so she's in a cast, yes. but she's wearing yeah. this beautiful dress. I don't know. There's there's a lot to it. There's there's some interesting quirks to it, and it like it's the, the dance at the end, like it's lit pretty. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I, I like how they go out on the, that little porch area, and they're kind of by themselves. The final moment is nice, where she's like, "Oh, I want I want to become a vampire like you," and he goes, and then he he just kisses her, and then he's like, "I'm not going to do that." Uh, that's nice sure. in theory the movie needs to build up to that sure it doesn't earn that it, it really introduces I, that literally like with the last bit of like oh she got bit and realizes like oh hey maybe I can become yeah. a vampire and there's that there's feels a like bit... last minute conflict and I'm like why is that not just the conflict of the movie yeah there's a little more to it where where she's like she actually finds that out like in the process of the third act or whatever um, yeah. when she's with one of the other vampires they, they talk, tell her about it and so then she's like got that in the back of her mind and, and so like that's that's the whole thing um, like I almost want it to be like the, the first act is is the two of them getting together becoming an item the second act we introduce the bad guys more they start to really develop their relationship she meets the family starts getting to know them and they're like you know we don't really approve of you but there is one option and that's him biting mm-hmm. you and turning you and so we go ahead and seed that and start building that up as a conflict and you get to the end of the movie after he sucks the venom out of her and she's like no I wanted that why yeah. did you take that away from me that was my choice and I wanted that and he's like no you don't actually want that yeah. Yeah. and and you know you seed that for a sequel that way but you actually have it be like something Part that was built up yeah. in this movie yeah. that way when you get to the end it doesn't feel like it comes out of nowhere yeah. but it's still a nice moment and sort of on its own I do like how she freaks out at him when she's in the hospital uh-huh. um, room or the emergency room she starts yelling at him and I'm like why is she not why is there not like an extended monologue she like yells at him for like 10 seconds and then it's over yeah there's a lot of moments where I'm like you should have just kept going with it yeah you have the right run with it. Um, last thing I just want to mention is Jacob mm-hmm Obviously, in this movie, you don't really know that he's him and his family are a bunch of werewolves. But it's I I think overall they do a nice job of hinting at that stuff. Yeah. Minus that stupid flashback, but even then they don't say they're they're straight up werewolves. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know. I still don't get everybody being super obsessed with her, like all the guys <laughs> being obsessed with her. I'm like Anna Kendrick is right there. <laughs> You, it's even better because because the the book that that Mike guy, like there's a much longer storyline where where he just keeps going after Bella and Bella's like nope nope I'm not nope you're weird I don't like you and then she that actually bit where where he's asking her but, to prom is the most it's, awkward thing and, and I think they reference this in that scene but the bit where um uh or basically there, there's there's a whole thing where um Anna Kendrick's character is uh super like has a super heavy crush on mike yeah and so she has to like push him to be like hey no go go out with her go go take her she likes you yeah and so like (laughs) if if that's if that's enough of a problem for you right now um (laughs) well also i like i like the bit where she's talking with Susie crabgrass and she's like no 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 you're a strong independent woman go ask him out yourself and she's like like, yeah you're right i can go yeah and then they go and it's like Bella is helping her fellow woman. Yep. 
Why can't people just help people? <laughs> when you think about it, Twilight really the the story of Twilight. You're supposed to take away the same the same themes that you get from the story of Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus is a Mary Sue. <laughs> sure. Everyone loved him, even the people that put him on the cross. Sure. We're getting heavy with the, the politics here. I'm, wait, I'm waiting for lightning to just strike down your microphone. Not even me, just the microphone. Just the microphone. <laughs> Don't worry, our YouTube channel went missing a week early. <laughs> like that's that's already lightning enough. Fair, if you, fair. If you get what I mean. Only, only we didn't get a get a strike. It's just a. Uh, I don't know. There's, just there's something dead. <laughs> just a dead carcass on my lawn. <laughs> But um I gotta say I am interested in watching the sequel. I am as well I did not expect that I thought this was gonna be a miserable experience I was gonna be horribly bored And that I would not want to continue mm. I wanna know what happens next Sure I'm fascinated <laughs> But with half of With half of it I'm, I'm fascinated Half The other half I'm like Probably take it or leave it. You know what I mean. <laughs> um, we, we want to go ahead and do grades. Yeah, we can. I'm trying to think of if there's anything else. I was gonna say real quick. There, there is with the villains. They do actual setup in this movie where they have like, oh, a couple guys. Like we int- we get introduced to one guy and then he gets killed. Um, yeah, just, but like, it's, a couple it's so bizarre how like all the townsfolk know Bella. But it's just so we can kill off some of them. Like I, I yeah. that felt so bizarre to me. Yeah. Um, that is a movie only invention. I think it it works in some ways in the fact that like it is actually set up. Um, as I like the to... running gag that, that we her we also father always orders the same thing from that diner and then she uses oh, that against him. We we can't stop yet. I just realized we haven't discussed the baseball game. No, um, let's let's not. Let's, oh, it's let's it's call great. It. No, it's not. Uh, the they they're they're hitting the. First of all, I don't know why the baseballs don't just explode on impact um i i think i i don't really understand if they were swinging them with that fast if they're that powerful i I feel like that would probably not work very well but once again there is some form of logic in the scene where they only do it during thunderstorms so the lightning or excuse me the thunder can can drown out the noise of them hitting the ball so hard and they use the girl that has predictive powers to like accurately figure out like what yeah because specifically i don't know if they mentioned this in the movie but in the in the book they specifically are like oh yeah she she knew that like this area would be close to the thunderstorm but it wouldn't be raining they, they have they have a bit they where do she, okay. she well it, it's like a close-up of her and she's like clearly like zoning out like trying to pay attention to the future or whatever mm-hmm. and she's like all right it's time yeah there it is there's there's nuggets of brilliance uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, and then the rest of it's just crap. And, but the, but that scene that scene is just such that I probably should have said that was my favorite scene or my yes. favorite thing because like it's just such a like where did this come from this this soundtrack is absurd and it's kind of delightful. Once again, it's the one scene where it, it's trying. It feels like it's trying to be self aware and goofy and have a bit of fun with itself. And the rest of the movie is just too dour to match right. that. Uh, I was I had not gotten to this point of the book when I was watching the movie and I was genuinely upset. That when the new people came up 
and they were like, "Hey, mind if we join?" That they didn't just start playing baseball with the new, with the, the bad guys for like another yeah. ten minutes, and then they're like, "Oh yeah, I guess we're going to kill each other now." Well, you know, it's also weird. They they they, they freak out when those those other vampires show up, mm-hmm. and then they 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 start being like, "Oh, what are we going to do about Bella?" And then one of them's like, "I could smell her like halfway down the field." Yeah. But the vampires have a good long conversation before they sense she's there. Yeah, I don't. That seemed kind of strange. I don't know what what. And also, I don't really understand in either. This is this happens in both mediums where where they have her put down her hair. Uh, Yeah, I have no idea. I don't. I don't know what the idea behind that is. I don't know why they're trying to. I don't know. I don't know what they're going for there. Also. Last thing. Oh, oh, okay. The running effects. The special effects aren't good. Let's just say that. But that um, one specifically. Because they just speed up the footage. But it's like... It's bad. Like, like there's no way around it. And, and the, the bit where, where it's it's not speeding up the footage, but the, the thing with him, her on his back and they're running up the exactly. hill. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. It looks bad. Them climbing up the tree looks bad. <laughs> like, it all looks bad, but I'm not going to give it that much but crap because this movie was made for, like, next to nothing. It just it just reminds me so much of the, like, anime running. Like, yeah, the, the, the sort of, like, It's very, very clear that they're on wires. Yeah. It's, it's too clean. Very bizarre. Yeah, like, that's all good. I, <laughs> like I, I don't, I don't know what more to say about that. Like I'm not going to be too harsh right. against it, but that's that's it's just, just it, it is what it is. Yeah, yeah. This movie was made for next to nothing because they didn't know how popular it would be. So right. there you go. Yeah. Um. I'm gonna give it a C minus. Okay. I didn't hate it. Um, and a lot of parts I really liked, and a lot of parts I didn't. I'm torn. Like, if if you told me I had to watch this movie again, I wouldn't be too upset about it. <laughs> like, I'd be okay with watching this again. If a vampire um, uh, captured you in a ballet room and was like, hey, I'm going to bite you unless you watch Twilight, you'd be like, okay, I guess that's, yeah, we can we can do that. Does the vampire look like Anna Kendrick? No, the vampire looks like Robert Pattinson. Oh, okay, well, th- never mind, he can just kill me. <laughs> He he can rip my head off and set me on fire. <laughs> but Anna Kendrick can't. You're you're not double standard. <laughs> uh, Tyler, what's your grade? I think I'm going D plus. Okay. Um. Again, and and a lot of that is the oh, the book was better. Um. Uh, of that sort of that sort of mentality and, and thinking that I think this is kind of a poor adaptation yeah um, but I didn't I, I agree I didn't hate it um, like I said like maybe the caveat of I'd want to watch it with friends so we could make <laughs> yeah, fun of yeah. a good bit of it but I wouldn't mind watching it again like I didn't hate it right still better than you only live twice <laughs> movie's garbage I'm gonna go ahead and state worst James Bond movie just so I can be proven wrong later that's fair you only live twice is the worst James Bond movie why would you tempt fate like that (laughs) because I love it
so yeah, ne- next week we're doing Twilight. Is it? Is it the Twilight Saga New Moon? Is that is that the nomenclature for it? I guess it is. I was thinking it was Eclipse, but I think you're right. Well, it's New Moon, Eclipse, and then whatever, Dawn. Breaking Dawn. There you go. Got him. Roasted. The effect of him having the apple pop up into his hands is pretty good. Also, once again, she has, like, no reaction to that. <laughs> like, if, if it were me, I'm, like, filling up my tray with food. I drop an apple. He picks up. I'm like, whoa! And then, like, my, my food flies backwards and hits the people on the table behind me. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a combination of the that, that romance scene and the amazing... Or not amazing Spider-Man. The, the Spider-Man 1 scene where he... he gets the tray stuck to his hand or whatever or whatever yeah. it is correct there's <laughs> also a weird thing where the, the the opening I've got the book right here you can hear it oh hear, hear the the dulcet oh, tones no. of pages flipping uh, I was going to say he's holding the book in his this hand has, this has absolutely nothing to do with the movie um <laughs> <laughs> So well, it, it, so you mentioned the apple thing. I was hoping you were going to say this has nothing to do t- with Twilight, and then you just like veer off in a completely different direction. <laughs> now we're going to talk about Avengers Endgame in the next half hour. You know we would, Alex. What are your biggest theories and predictions? <laughs> well, I think the movie will be about three hours long, and I'll probably it's... enjoy it. <laughs> Tyler, back to you. <laughs> You know, I think it was really strange when they uh, they introduced uh, Edward Cullen and Doctor Strange, and then had him save the day by killing Thanos. Like, they, I think that was just very cheap. Uh, and then he called Spider Man a spider monkey, and it made no <laughs> sense. And then the Hulk just ripped his head off. <laughs> Did not burn it though, so he's fine. Didn't burn it. So, so, so the apple thing. I don't think maybe I, maybe I'm forgetting it, but I don't think they actually had him holding the apple at any point because, like, okay. that's the logo of I've... the book as I have right here. It's it's like it's two hands holding an apple. That's like yeah. the, the twilight. I think I figured that was an image straight from the book, and the, that they just and, used and, it in the movie. And maybe I'm just missing it, but or I, or did they try and find a way to force that image into the movie? It's very possible. I don't remember for sure. Fascinating. If uh, that's the case, that's fascinating. I'll have to I'll have to check on that. I could be wrong. I, I you may you may it, I don't know. if... I'm pretty sure there's not a scene where she like drops an apple and then he he kicks it up. Yeah, whatever it is. I there may be a scene where he gives her an apple, and I. You know, there's there's that, but um, the 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 opening uh, quote or like the the I forget what you call that, but there's there's a thing for there's a there's a name for putting a quote at the beginning of your 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 book. Isn't uh, it acknowledgments or something like that? No, that's that's like a, when you have like uh, like a oh uh, for my so and so for doing the thing. Um, Oh yeah, this yeah, is yeah. like a yeah. This, I know what you're talking about. It's, it's not an and I want to say epitaph, but that's it's not that. It's 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 something along those lines. Um, but but the quote is Genesis two seventeen about eating the the from the tree of knowledge, and that's that's I guess why there's an apple in the front. I'm kind of ah. like that's interesting, but Weave also that into the story. <laughs> yeah, I did not get get a feel for that at all. So that's a little anecdote. I'm looking up whether 
Did... No, I'm imagining like the Matrix version of this movie where it's like discovering the truth and you you find this whole other hidden world. And you know what the best part of that is in the Matrix? Neo's shocked by it. Sure. He has reactions. He doesn't just go on Google. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's a thing in the, in the book. Interesting. Okay. I, I know, so she holds an apple at some point. So maybe, maybe it's the idea is that she is holding the apple. Okay. But that, that just as, as an image. Oh, oh, is here we weird. go. Epigraph. So close. It was right there. There we go. You got it. All right. All right. Just... All right, Tyler. We're wrapping it up. She's, New moon she's next week. She's rolling an apple in her hands while she's thinking about Edward and That's whether or creepy. not she should pursue a relationship with him. That's creepy. You're creepy. Thank you. You're welcome. I mean, we just watched Twilight. I think I think that's <laughs> that's a little creepy in and of itself. Sure, sure. Um, but yeah, I didn't hate it, which is the most surprising revelation of all. Tyler, mm-hmm. go ahead and, and bring us home. Yeah, so you can find us on herecomethesequels.blogspot.com. You can email us at herecomethesequels at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at HCTSequels. And you can search for us on iTunes. Uh, we are we are in the process of, of making the transition to daily motion. We'll give you updates on that on that next week. So, write to your local congressman. Write to so your that, local congressman. So that they can contact YouTube and Google and get us our channel back. <laughs> I don't want I don't want to I don't want the YouTube YouTube they can they can shove it. <laughs> See that's that's the thing. I consume so much content from YouTube I know. and like I would feel bad abandoning like the content creators I really like. So I'm like, "Ooh, YouTube." <laughs> YouTube. <laughs> yeah. We should look into other podcast formats. I don't know what other... Also, YouTube is probably not the best place in general to be uploading a podcast. It's not... No, but still, it was just an... And and I think that clearly shows with our low subscriber count. But (laughs) it was just another way for people to find it if they wanted to find it, you know. It's it's another thing. Now it's gone. Mm. It's it's fine. I'm I'm fine. I'm doing okay, everyone. (laughs) I'm doing okay. But yeah, we we should look into other podcast uh, forums or whatever yeah. venues. Maybe one know. maybe one day we'll have a SoundCloud so we can tell everyone you can find us on SoundCloud. People do like there's, SoundCloud. There's from, a from what I understand. You, I, I realize you don't actually go on Twitter very much, but there's a. So I'm gonna I'm gonna explain a Twitter meme, and everyone is gonna everyone's gonna be like, "This is the worst podcast content I've ever heard." Uh, but there's a there's a whole thing where where you have any, to understand. Tyler is explaining for the one guy who un- doesn't understand, and that's me. Correct. Uh, there, there's a whole thing where, where generally, when people get really big after like one, or they'll have one tweet that just like blows up, and like it's it's just like a random tweet they make that just happens to shoot on up them them view list. Uh, yeah. They'll 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 then post a follow up comment to be like, "Wow, this blew up. Find me on SoundCloud," and then they'll plug their SoundCloud, and that's. That's and some people make fun of that now, and that's that's a whole. Oh, that's embarrassing. Yeah, that's a whole thing. So that's that's embarrassing. Maybe we can do that one day. <laughs> we we can do that on a post that has uh, two replies, and we can be like, "Well, this blew up. Find us on SoundCloud." Living the dream. <laughs> we do All it right. for the fans. No, we do. 
Not just because we like discussing movies. We do it for our fans. We do it for the fans. Next week, we're discussing the Twilight Saga New Moon. Accurate. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone, thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. This was a long one for Twilight. Art is subjective. (laughs) Nothing is real. Good night.